Well, you may think I'm going a, a tad overboard, but this has become the official song of lockdown. Okay, yeah, it is a, a little over the top, but it certainly applies to me, no less. Uh, I have been absolutely infatuated by this song. Uh, reason being is that more often than not, we play it during our weekly lockdown sports quizzes. It's the opening tune as entrants start making their way into the room. But more importantly, it is the official song for Hockey the Podcast. Once again, welcome to the show and another massive welcome to my partner in crime, Tyron Jabu Bonnard. Tyron, how are you doing? Yeah, good evening, Derek. Uh, I think it's been... Uh... Yeah, look, I'm, I'm always great uh, and excited to have the opportunity to to chat about hockey. And it's been great, actually, from a hockey content point of view uh, throughout the lockdown. We've seen brands start doing interviews. We've seen legends doing their interviews, as we discussed with Juan Evans. Um, you know, and, and it's really great to see that people are talking hockey during the lockdown. Um, what we've seen from the sports quiz is that people are just lifted by talking about sports again. Yeah, they really, um, they, they really are. Sorry to to jump in, and no, I know, no I know we have been singing this tune for a while, and and rightly so. It's been great to see, and it is just something that that really does get the blood rushing once again. And uh, I know I keep on mentioning our lockdown sports quizzes, but that's of course added to the entire sporting atmosphere when there isn't much else happening. And and uh, just to quote a message that I got from Carl Lewis, who has been in the broadcasting game for, for a number of years, uh, a multiple award winner at the SAB Sport Media Awards. And uh, Carl said, jeez, uh, it's actually a voice note, so I might play that a little later. But, but more importantly, he was talking about he didn't realize how much he needed it. And when, he, when I say it, it was to be able to talk sport with friends uh, and and just to shoot the breeze almost where because when there is no sport around you just fall into this hole where you're not talking about it yeah and and when um, tata madiba said that sport has the power to change the world the power to unite you know he wasn't lying um, we've seen the ability of sport and, and just chatting to people chatting to people about sport how it's lifted the spirits how it's given guys a pip in their in their step and obviously giving guys something to look forward to again. We've seen the excitement with the Bundesliga returning. People who never watch football are watching German football in an empty stadium. Um, you know, sports is such a big part of our lives. And, uh, you know, you and I are just very lucky that we get to tell some of the wonderful stories, um, both for hockey and in other sports that we, we talk about um, in the world of uh, media. Yeah, we are certainly extremely fortunate. And we are fortunate to not only talk about sport, but to talk sport with some of the legends uh, involved, and uh, particularly hockey, of course, when it comes to this particular podcast. And we've got a, another legend on the line. Yeah, and I, I want to introduce this man in the only way I think um, is appropriate. As the head coach of the SA Indoor Hockey Woman, uh, sponsored by SPA, he has led them in 103 test matches. In those 103 test matches, he's won 74, drawn 12, and lost just 17 with an incredible winning ratio of 71.8%. He is undefeated in a series in a very, very long time. Um, he is the one and the only Lenny Boita. How are you doing, Lenny? 
once again thanks for giving me this opportunity and thanks for doing this for for hockey. I mean, it's everybody talks about this this podcast. So so keep it up, keep up the good work. No, thanks so much, Lenny. I think you know um, I, I've been fortunate enough to to be a outside member of the SA Women's Indoor Hockey Squad for a couple of years now since Swakopmund. I've joined you and the team on tour in Croatia and in Zimbabwe as well as um, in South Africa, in Durban and Cape Town. And what I've seen from your team is a team that loves the game of hockey, but not just loves the game of hockey, loves playing the game of hockey together. And I think that's a large testament to uh, the culture that you have instilled as the coach. Is that something that's important to you, the the culture within the team? No, I think it's I think it's very important. Um, I think when we started with the outset, with when we had to qualify for the first World Cup, um, I'll never forget we we went to Namibia at at, at that stage, Winduk, and eleven ladies stood up. Um, Cindy wasn't available that series, but eleven we took eleven players there had not played one test cap and that that team qualified and we started building from there and from then onwards we we set some goals and some standards and we put structures in place where the girls have just um stuck to the goals and 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 built the team. So and it's been a fantastic journey so far, yes, thank you. And and Lenny, I mean obviously in that journey I can pick out you had the World Cup. You uh, went and won the Croatian Cup. You uh, went and had the historic series victory in uh, Switzerland and uh, shared series in both Czech Republic and Poland. Which series stands out as your favourite? That's that's every every as you all know, following following hockey and the players will tell you all tours and great series become your favourite, but. The one that will stand out for me is when, in the last two years, we, we, we've challenged ourselves and luckily enough, we've been given the opportunity to play against the strongest test nations. So for me, one of the, the good ones is we played nine test matches in 13 days in Europe. where We went and played against Switzerland. and We played five test matches against Switzerland. And overnight, we went from there to Czech Republic where we played four more test matches. And I just think the the growth for the girls coming through playing at that level, learning from those girls the different styles of hockey, and just learning how to how to win. You know, in, in the past where we go one or two goals down, um, we couldn't come back from that. Whereas now, if we do go one or two goals down, for example, the girls believe themselves enough to actually come back. So, so we the girls and it was a youngish team, if you remember correctly as well. So the goals were unbelievable. They just grew from strength to strength every game. The games that we lost, um, although upset and disappointed, they just we we did the homework, went back to the drawing board again, and they came back fighting. So we won the series against Switzerland there, and then against all odds, we drew the series against Czech Republic. So the Czech Republic at that stage was fifth in the world, right? The fifth in the world. So for us, that that was one of the best tours for me. Uh, so and then obviously the one the recent one which is now Poland where we we also we did extremely well against Poland. Lenny, that tour that you spoke about, never mind matters on the court, which is where the majority of your focus would be on, no doubt. There were plenty of issues off the court, particularly when it came to travel that you had to overcome as well. 
Yeah, look, I wasn't well liked for about a day and a half. Um, I thought I would do something different. Um, and I thought, let's, let's rather go from Switzerland to Czech Republic overnight by train. Um, which what was supposed to happen was 9 o'clock, we were supposed to leave Switzerland train station. Next morning, we'd, we'd be fully slept, sleeping in the trains, arriving in Czech Republic at 10 o'clock. Um, and what happened is they had one of the worst snowfalls in 30 years, and unfortunately, they had an avalanche. So two bus trips later, and six train stations and six different trains with about two hours sleep, we arrived in Czech in the Czech Republic about 11.30, and three hours later, we had to play our first test matches, our first Jeez. test match. So the girls, we lost that test match 4-2, um, but I must, I must once again compliment the girls because they, although they weren't happy, they played and got their backs in a row once again, as I said, and the second test, we actually, I think we won that one 4-1 to come back. So once again, a fantastic effort from the girls, yeah. I know people do kind of appreciate the effects that travel has on the body and the mind, uh, especially when you're a sportsman. I, I remember there was some research done, and uh, I may be misquoted somewhat, but it was somewhere along the lines of for every hour change um, in which you travel, so uh, when the time zones change by an hour, you need something like one full day of recovery on the body. Uh, thankfully, Europe yeah. isn't that bad in terms of time difference, so... We are, we are good from that respect. But, but again, it, it has a massive effect. And then also being, being cramped up on planes because, of course, we aren't exactly flying in first class. Uh, yeah, tra- travel can take a massive toll on the body. Look, the girls, they laugh about it now and they, when they talk about it. But I can promise you they weren't happy ladies during the time when it was actually happening when they were running from station to station with all the bags and that and it was minus four degrees. But, but it, you know, it makes you stronger. Lenny, if, uh, if you look at that tour um, and if you look at uh, the tour this year in Poland, obviously both those tours, you went up against sides that uh, were heavily fancied. And, and the reason I say that is because in, in the three, four years that I've been with you now as, as, uh, uh, with, with you as media, if I look in most series that we go against Zimbabwe, Namibia, Botswana, even Ireland, we go in as heavily favourites. Um, and, and that's no disrespect meant to any of those countries. Uh, I mean, I know Namibia are ranked higher based on qualifying for the World Cup, but South Africa going to the tournament uh, series as favourites. What is the mindset and, and what do you do with a team that's different when you're going against a team and, and you know, they are the favourites? And, and yes, we obviously got a great result, but before the tournament, before the series, Czech Republic, Switzerland, and even Poland this year, we're all uh, heavily fancied to beat us. Um, so, so how does the mindset change? I think the, the, the nice thing about this team that being together for such a long time and, and then the newcomers that did come into the team, they just fit into quite nicely, is that we've been working on our structures and our disciplines with, with, within the team, number one. But number two, the girls, they just know the structure so well and they just play so well together. And then it was just about getting a little bit of the self-belief within themselves and the combinations. So, so the, the girls have always had the ability to actually do it. And the, the difference between us and playing against the European side is that the European side play 
better hockey for longer periods of time, whereas we don't, we didn't used to do that. So, and you, you get, you, you, if you make mistakes, and that's when they penalise you. If you make one or two bad mistakes on the park, or you give a short corner away, um, that's an, that's definitely a goal. So, we're making a lot more less mistakes on the park. Um, the girls are a lot more disciplined. We used to play very attacking hockey all the time. So we've got the structures within God with regards to the set pieces. The set pieces a little bit differently. Knowing exactly when to press, when not to press, when to go into defensive mode, and that's all about just playing together as a team. And the girls know extremely well from that point of view. So that's how we've improved. And now we 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 green up also to capitalise on their mistakes a lot better as well. So uh, yeah, the girls have worked hard. Lenny, I first met you. Uh, on the eve of uh, the Tri-Series over in Durban. Myself and Ty flew down. We, we commentated on that series. Uh, South Africa took on the likes of Zimbabwe and Botswana. Also in action was uh, the SAA side. And and what struck me immediately, well, well, I met you, it was about an hour before game time, and, and you were completely in the zone without a doubt, but you came over, gave me a massive hug, a big hang, handshake, welcomed me on board, and then it was back to business for you, and uh, you went on to to instruct your team and coach them to a very good win, uh, which they ended up uh, winning every single match uh, in the series. And then throughout the week, once uh, the the business end of things was wrapped up, myself and Ty were always invited every evening to go and join you and the ladies for dinner and your coaching staff. And I know it sounds cliche, and, and people use this terminology often when talking about sports teams, but... What I really took in throughout that week and being in the company of you and the team and the management side of things was that it is an extended family. And, and again, I don't want it to sound too churlish because people use it often, that word. But I, I couldn't think of a better description to, to describe the SA indoor hockey side, the, the women's side sponsored by Spa. Yeah, I think. I think that's also accolades to some of the, 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 the seniors in our team as well. Um, the most important thing is that we, we all play this game and we coach these teams because we love the sport so much. So for us to go on tour or to play in a test series and, and just be miserable, if I can call it that, and not enjoy yourself, then you're defeating the object. So we've got to make sure that while you're on tour, the girls are having a good time within reason as well. As pointers going overseas, playing test matches, and you don't see one part of the town's example. You travel all over there. As long as the disciplines are still in place and the structures are in place, and the, and the guys, the girls do what they expect you to do from the commitment from the playing point of view, um, um, we we need to enjoy it as well. So we've 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 got a few traditions in place which we stick to. Um, the new newcomers that come into the team, we make them feel at home. It is a family. Uh, it is a, a family culture whereby we we also like to get the players mix after the games with 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 spectators and with the family because family is important. If it wasn't for the families, the players wouldn't be part of the system. And that's the culture we've created, which has worked for us at this moment in time. So, so accolades to the girls and the seniors have embraced it. Well, they they've made it happen, and uh, it's it, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, I enjoy it. Ty, you're a numbers man, and you absolutely thrive on stats. Uh, I, I know we, we alluded to, to some of the stats uh, a little earlier in the beginning of the show, but if you can just run us through those numbers again in terms of Lenny's success rate when it comes to the hockey side. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a few more than just what I said earlier. Um, 
So Lenny has now coached the team in 103 test matches. In that time, uh, he has used 43 different players. Um, the most recent to join the fold is Kayla Duvall, who played her debut against Switzerland in South Africa. They've played in an incredible 21 test series, winning 15 of them, sharing two. Uh, sensational numbers. Uh, and since the African Cup in 2017, that's almost three years now, the team have not lost a series or tournament they have entered. And that's been 10 series. Uh, we scored 478 goals at an average of 4.6 a game and conceded just 194 at an average of 1.8. A winning ratio of 71.8%. Um, and at the time, and I was fortunate enough to be there, South Africa actually beat Slovenia 21-0 at the 2018 Croatia Cup tournament. That was, at the time, the biggest indoor hockey result recorded on the, the TMS, the stats system. And that has been surpassed now, but at the time it was a world record. Um, incredibly, this is, this is really special. For the game of indoor hockey, where a lot of goals are scored. South Africa have only conceded double figures in a test match twice. Jeez. And that was both the 2015 World Cup at the right at the start of the progress of the, the program. And they've kept 25 clean sheets, which is also an incredible uh, statistic in indoor hockey. I want to point out just a last few. The top goal scorer in this time, someone who we've already had on the, on the podcast, Cindy Hack with 93 goals. Cara Buertis with 85 and another friend of the podcast, Celia Evans and Tegan Faree, who were actually on the podcast together, have 36. And last but not least, Lenny and Jess O'Connor have featured in all 103 test matches. <laughs> I mean, that kind of partnership is, is something, something sensational. Lenny, listening to those numbers, and I know you're an extremely humble man and, and you'd rather let your, your players do, do the talking on the court, but... You are in the hot seat now, and, and listening to those facts and figures, you, you have to feel a sense of pride by, by what you have managed to achieve with the team. I mean, 71.8% when it comes to a winning ratio. I would struggle to find a, a coach in South Africa in any sport to have achieved what you've managed to do over the course of over 100 matches. I, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of any team that's managed to achieve that much success over such a long period of time. Yeah, thank you. Look, I, I must be honest, until until Jabba <laughs> released us, because I wasn't even aware of them, to be honest with you. I was aware of the players reaching their milestones with 100 test matches and, and Jess O'Connor, which is also a fantastic achievement, and it was Cindy. But I wasn't aware of the, the series wins and all that. All those. We, we take one test series at a time and we work on just improving every single every single test match. So and we set ourselves personal goals and team goals. So so that's if we did, if we get that right, the rest just falls into place. So yeah, but this uh, this this team and this run for this team at this moment in time has been unbelievable. But but they deserve it. I mean these schools have worked hard, eh? I mean people don't realise what they do behind the scenes and when we have our camps and what they do and the effort they put in. So and I'm also blessed in Durban, when we do our camps, the, the, we play against boys' teams and the, the men's team, the SA, a lot of the SA men's players that come out and help against us. So when we play practice matches and all that kind of stuff, 
the preparation is good because we play against the boys and the men. So that helps us a tremendous amount as well. So I'm grateful to those guys that have put in that time and effort to come to the court to work with the girls on our, on, to help us. So there's been a lot of people involved to help us get to that stage. Of course, you don't want to single out any particular names given how close you are to the team, but there has been some special talents that have come along the way that you have managed to guide. And, and we've spoken about Jessica Connor, that unbelievable partnership that you and her have had, 103 matches uh, all in. And uh, yeah, just going through some other names that you've seen and, 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 and when you first laid eyes on them in terms of their skills and you realized, wow, we've got someone special on our hands here. You know, I think when, when, when we chose the original team in the first um, qualifier, as I said to you, there were 11 new, new caps. I think of those 11 new caps, six of them are still playing, okay, which also is a fantastic achievement at this moment in time. Okay? So you've got Celia, Amy Greaves, um, Corrad, um, now Cindy's back, she was um, out of that stage, and then you've got Jess O'Connor, I think, a sixth, I think, Jabba, you'll be able to know that better than I will. So those, those six have been in, in the system for five years now. So that's also, it's huge. There's been a huge, uh, and Kelly, Kelly Reed has won LOE, so even more, seven. So, you know, that's been the core of the team at different stages of the test series that helped to manage towards where we, we've grown. Lenny, you, um, you've also called... Uh called on uh, some youngsters and you've seen them develop uh, tremendously. And, and the name I'm thinking of right now is Jamie Southgate. Um, there have been others as well, but she's been an absolutely star. How, how pleased does that make you as a coach when you, when you take a stab on a younger player and they listen and they learn and they develop into a world champion player? Not only is she an unbelievable player and I think she, she's going to go a hell of a long way and I think she could play many, many World Cups. She's an unbelievable person and she's fantastic for the team. So, so we couldn't have, we, it's a fantastic um, addition to our, to our squad. Yeah, um, and, and Lenny, of course, uh, 2020 came, started with a wonderful series in Poland and then came the wrecking ball that was coronavirus. It changed your plans. You had to cancel a camp, cancel a test series against um, uh, Zimbabwe. And, of course, you had named a squad on the back of RPT, a squad that was uh, very, very exciting with some young young stars coming through. Obviously, the established stars there. But some young stars uh, offering you an opportunity to really build the depth some more, which is something you've done really well over the past couple of years. How frustrated are you right now with the current coronavirus situation? And I, and I mean that without any disrespect for for the suffering that people are experiencing. Very, very frustrated. If I could find the cure myself right now, I'd actually go make it. No, we, uh, the, the sad thing for us is we, we, we were playing such, the, the team was playing such good hockey, the preparation was all in track, and then this obviously happened. So it's, it's put a bit of a dampener on on what's happening, but it is what it is. Um, we must just work on the controllables now. I, I, I know the girls are working hard back home. They, you know, they're on a program with Shiloh at this moment in time, and some of them are on their own program with, with Rob from an outdoor perspective. So 
So I know that they are working hard for what they can do. Um, I was finishing off the program basically today with regards to as soon as we can get on the courts, we've, we've got programs in place in the different regions where the girls will be training because we can't do cross-border stuff straight away. Um, and then hopefully as soon as we can get a camp going, which is hopefully it's going to be the end of August, um, we'll then have a selection camp in Durban where all 24 girls will then come and play for four days. Um, and from there we'll select a team to play the, the African qualifier, which is the 25th of September. Yeah, and obviously just for the, the benefits of, of listeners, the, the current stance is that the tournament has to happen before the end of September um, for the Africa uh, for the Indoor Hockey World Cup to take place in February. Um, and uh, by all means and purposes, if South Africa are down at a, a level one, level two, there's very much a possibility that the, the hockey will happen. It may not be in front of a packed anvil. It may be in front of a a closed stadium with only officials there. Um, we don't know that yet, but uh, we have to prepare for the fact that hockey is going to come back and, and hopefully we'll all be good to go in September. Yeah, we just need to keep on doing what we do best and hopefully that yeah, you're right and make sure that we are ready um, one, as soon as we can get... Um, so we've got the dates. Hopefully they don't change. If, and um, yeah, we just have to keep doing what we do best. Lenny, you know, one of these massive benefits for the SA, the SPA SA Indoor Women's Hockey side is the fact that you have SPA on board. Now, as we've seen with COVID, it has decimated sport throughout the world. It's decimated the economy. It's decimated businesses the world over. And... Uh, of course, it's had a, a, a massive effect on, on, on you guys and, and ladies as well, as you've alluded to. But to have a partnership with Spa on board, it must mean so much to you personally and to the team and to everyone involved in the sport because as we keep on banging the drum, hockey is, is one of the lesser supported sports in the country when it comes to money. But thankfully, you do have that massive cash injection courtesy of Spa and, and the support that they give you. Yeah, look, far been fantastic. I mean, it, 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 they've allowed us to do things with this team that we wouldn't have been able to have done in the past. And and by us being able to 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 give new players opportunities has obviously given us an opportunity then to look at the, the, the different balances of the teams against different countries. So yeah, with, without Spar, we there's no doubt about it. We wouldn't be where we are today. And the, the support for us has been unbelievable, and we 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 just extremely grateful. I know the goals are. And we are, they, they, they've been fantastic. Yeah, they, they really have been. And uh, it does blow my mind as to how well the team is supported. And, and it's been immeasurably impressive as to how far they've gone to, to keep the standard flying so high and, and to keep the flag flying for, for SA Indoor. And, I mean, you've been in, in the mix for, for many years now and, and we've spoken about the stats, we've spoken about the players, but... For you personally, what what's been um, your highlight? Um, look, I think there's, there's many different highlights. Um, the one obviously is going to the, the first World Cup with the ladies coming ninth ninth there was a highlight for us. Um, new kids on the block from a and, and and we did so well overseas. The highlight is that we've just grown as a team, strength on strength. 
um, for me too, some of the individuals have grown as individuals and, and the buy-in they've got and, and what they've done and their commitment. So, yeah, and I think we, we the girls are proud. They've worked hard. So that's, for me, not about, yes, winning the test matches and that's quite nice. Also, one of the goals which, which I try to do with the girls is to, to, for them to learn to, to play against different countries with a different styles of hockey. And we've managed to do that, thank you to SPA. I mean, having played Ireland this year, Switzerland, Czech Republic, and Poland, although they're all European countries, but they all play different styles of hockey, which means you have, although we've got a set structure that we like to play with, but we have to do things differently against all those kind of countries. Although the basic is saying, and Jabba will tell you, but for me, yeah, so that's another highlight that we've been able to play those different countries and compete against those countries. Yeah, speaking of playing and competing, it's a different story now, given what you have managed to achieve, but you could say that you were certainly punching well above your weight at, at a stage. Uh, now, having done what you've done, uh, a, a lot of the teams, or every team now, certainly far more wary and, and, and far more impressed. But uh, you obviously get to share war stories with the teams, your opposition afterwards. And, and what have they been in, in terms of, have they been complimentary in terms of, of, of playing the side, the, the South African team, and, and have they been very impressed and, and moreover, have they been very surprised at the skill level that has come from this corner of the world? Yeah, I definitely. Poland, Poland couldn't believe the style of us. We, we caught Poland on an up for us, and we played extremely well against Poland. But, but just I'll tell you a little story, which is quite interesting as well. We, we battled to get the top stars to play against us because in their minds, we just weren't good enough. And we managed to then go to, that's why we went to Croatia to start. And then we managed to get to play against Switzerland, which was given the, and after the Switzerland series, that's when other countries that were ranked like six, seven, and eight started saying to us, then we want to play against you now. So, um, which is quite exciting for us. We had USA invite us to USA. Um, we've got Ireland that won us back in. Ireland was again, we've had Belgium invite us to go play there now. And then um, we battled to get, to play against those sides two and a half years ago, whereas now all of a sudden those sides are wanting to play us. So, so for us, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for the girls now. Lenny, um, the, the girls have obviously got a wonderful culture on tour, um, but it's, it's the work ethic of the management team that, that really impresses me the most. And it's something you probably wouldn't openly talk about, but uh, I've been on tour... I've seen that we, we go from a game, we go out for dinner. It's pretty late at night. Uh, your assistant, Brighty Mashaba, then goes and edits, uh, cuts the video for you. Same night, often you're up watching video two, three in the morning, one-on-ones with the team, with the players. I mean, do you ever sleep on a tour? <laughs> Um, we try to, we try to, Joe, but what, you know, the, the, the team comes first, right? So, no, I think, I think we, we start off, if you start off in the morning, the, the, the girls always have the breakfast together. Um, and each tour is obviously different depending on how many test matches you play during that period of time and how long you're actually over there. And bear in mind, some of the countries we play, we play like five test matches in seven days, of which two of those test matches on the same day. So, then you still got to do video analyzing for both those test matches, for example. So, so normally if you plan one test match, we, we arrive in a country, we like to get the day and a half early. We normally have a practice session and then we try and get a, a game against one of the clubs just to warm up. Then 
we will play the test match and both Switzerland and were fantastic with us so they looked after us extremely well so we went, we went for dinner for example straight after dinner and sometimes Brighty misses those dinners because he goes home and he edits and when, then, when I when I get back then I sit with him and we go through the video analysing and sometimes I like to do it early in the morning so I get up a lot earlier and then the next day we start with we will doors will relax in the morning especially overseas when it's cold and that and then we will then have a team talk where we'll do the video analysing and then we'll go to the team talk and go play the test matches and that's how it happens every single day. So on average, I would say three to four hours sleep a night. Um, but, but you get into the, to the the rhythm with regards to just... It, it, well, and especially if you haven't got um, video footage, then you have to obviously work extra harder to start. But it gets better and better. It gets a little bit easier because... By the time you get to the fourth, fifth test match, you know more or less what does what what the teams are doing. But then you start working on individuals as well. And you have one on one, so yeah, I take up you, you and the one on one takes normally about thirty minutes. So it's and you owe it to the goals as well. So so yeah, it depends. It depends where in the tour you are with regards to how you you try and plan it. And then also you need to sometimes you, you just got to look at the vibe. Sometimes the goals don't want to do this, and they're very not video. You just don't know when you have to call it a day, you know. So, but but also echoes to Brighty because he's the guy that does all the hard jobs behind the scenes. Uh, sometimes even misses dinners and all that kind of stuff to make sure that if we've got the video footage available for the for the players. Lenny, can you just expand as to who Brighty is, as well as the rest of your management team? Also, a very tightly knit unit. Yeah, Robin Morgan. We've got two. Two managers, um, Robin Morgan and Robin Wiggett. Um, Robin Morgan's done most of the travelling with us from the overseas perspective. Um, then we've had, we've had, we've got Bright has been the video assistant and, and like an assistant for us for like three years now. And then when we have a test series in a province like Cape Town, we then choose the coach from that province to work with us so that they can get experience there as well. And we do the same in Durban, and we'll do the same when we get to Johannesburg. But AJ, he's been my assistant for the last two years as well. He's been working quite closely with me as well. So those are the, the four, four, five of us. And then we've got Shiloh, that's the trainer and the physio. He works with the girls on from a, from a fitness point of view and from a performance point of view. And um, he goes into it to look after the girls if anything goes wrong with with their bodies or their hammies or, or if they need a bit of a rub, yeah. And so Charlie looks after them as well. So yeah, it's a good team, good management team. Lenny, and uh, your management team uh, had a little bit of a golf match in Cape Town during the Ireland series. Uh, lots of downtime in between games. Uh, you took on Shiloh, Brighty, AJ, and some other guy. For for once and for, can you confirm for everybody who won the golf match? You know the rules. You can never you, you can never beat the boss. Okay, so <laughs> no, I, I actually won the I won by one point if I can remember correctly. One 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 shot the last hole. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting day. We had all the big hitters there, Shiloh and AJ, in the ball forever. But then the old man came along and he just dedicated down the middle and onto the green and guess what? 
Um, I, I'm just saying, in my defense, uh, Derek, I had to actually go home um, a little bit earlier. But you were too short to go home by then, so it's the easy way out for you, Tyro. I, I mean, I feel like we don't have to tell people that I was behind. Um, I feel like we can just say it was very tight when I left. <laughs> but, but, but we'll still have a revenge. We'll get Derek out there as well, and we'll have a revenge we can get on the golf course. Yeah, I'd, but if we, I'd if love if we to, get but Derek I'm rubbish. On the golf, if we get Derek on the golf course, um, we can't play before a test match because the golf will take as long as a cricket test. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 regular, the regular winner of the longest walk. Um, it's actually always got my name on it at every golf day. So if we put him with Brighty, they won't get home. That's what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. Jeez, <laughs> um, Lenny, it's been it's been fantastic. Ty, I'm ready to put him to the test. Uh, anything more from your side? No, I'm ready to hear him take the test. Okay, let's uh, get straight into it, Lenny. I'm sure you are familiar with the one question quiz. It's uh, the name says it all. We pose one question to you. If you get it right, well done. You join uh, a handful of people that have been correct in the past. If you get it wrong. Well, uh, you just join the usual suspects, which is pretty much almost everyone. I want to know from you, John Philip Boerter, who is he better known as? John Philip Boerter, I must be Johannes. Johannes Boerter. John Philip Boerter, I haven't got a clue. Okay, give it a couple of seconds thought. Born in Newcastle, 22nd September 1979. Here's a very good clue. He stands six foot seven and a half inches tall. No, I don't know. Oh, Ty, you got to know this one. None other than Bucky's Buerta. Bucky's Buerta. Uh. Yeah, John Philip, uh, I'm actually a bit surprised uh, at that name, I've yeah. got to be honest, because yeah. Yeah, as you mentioned, there certainly is a, a massive Afrikaans sign to Bucky's Buerta, and uh, if anyone's heard him speak, uh, you would struggle to find any John or Philip uh, within uh, that, that range of, of diction yeah. that, that he owns. But uh, yeah, John Philip Buerta, better known as Bucky's Buerta, former Springbok lock, he's gone on to win the, the Rugby World Cup alongside Victor Matfield back in 2007. And uh, speaking of World Cups, uh, we wish you all of the best for the future, Lenny, and the SPA SA Indoor Women's Team. Uh, you have done remarkable things with them, and, and we keep on singing your praises, and, and rightly so, because, yeah, as mentioned up front, uh, I, I will struggle to find, if any, uh, a team that has achieved so much success over such a long period of time within this country. Uh, thanks, thanks very much, Derek. Really appreciate that. Uh, the girls, the girls have done well, and you have done well, Lenny. Um, uh, oh. It's time, time to blow your own horn a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Thanks, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a very, very uh, humble man, Lenny. It's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah, uh, best of luck for the rest of lockdown. We're certainly holding thumbs that it ends very soon. There does look like it's going to be plenty of light at the end of this uh, very dark tunnel. And uh, level three is uh, approaching fast. And and who knows, maybe we can get back onto the sports field sooner rather than later. And yeah, that, uh, 
this far SA women's indoor hockey side can go on to achieve even more success in the future. Yeah, no, thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks very much. Lenny Boerta, magnificent to have him on the line. And uh, yeah, we keep on speaking about it, Ty. Just uh, what an absolute legend. No, and, and so humble. He doesn't want it to be about him. But uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, he is the glue that uh, keeps the, the 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 team together. He does an amazing amount of work behind the scenes. And uh, South African hockey are, are very fortunate to have a man who, who works as hard for the country as as he does. Yeah, certainly so. So that's another guest done and dusted on Hockey the Podcast. So I know you're a, a very busy man at home when it comes to work, while others have had uh, been able to take a bit of a break. That's not really the case with you. In fact, you've been even busier uh, being stuck at home. And one of your very big tasks that you've had is to get us guest after guest after guest. So you brought us Lenny. It's time to go grab another one. What do you say? Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Holland. How about that? Great idea. Netherlands. Remember, the country is Netherlands. Holland is a province. Uh, I keep on drumming this in our, in our quiz night. He stays, he stays in the province of Holland. Uh, okay, well, then, okay, you win. Cool. Let's go get him. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Ty. Cheers.